morning on the East Coast and good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dyes, broadcasting live from the studio of eloquenceonline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof, now more than ever. A little modified intro there because we are live. We've done this show for 11 years, and believe it or not, for about eight of those years, we did this show live every single week. The show was the metaphor for your banking brand because you put on a live performance each and every day, and you deal with technical issues and all that kind of stuff. As, as podcasting got more popular, you know, Blog Talk Radio has, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people using it. And I was convinced that their, you know, their server farm was running on two AA batteries. And they still made some upgrades and things like that. But the pre-recorded podcast is the format that I enjoy doing now. And so yesterday, when I asked Michael Ferrara, who's going to be our guest here in just a minute, hey, would you consider doing a throwback live show with me? He said, Let's do this, okay? I love that kind of confidence. I love that kind of boldness. And I think that you're going to see that and hear that, not see that. You're going to hear that uh, when we talk to Michael after the break. Um, of course, uh, next week, a lot of the uh, credit union marketplaces' attention will be turned to the, the GAC conference. I went to that conference for 11 years in a row. And so I will, uh, by way of preview, I will tell you what Mr. Nussel is going to say in his opening keynote so you don't have to sit through the hour and a half drone-a-thon that I witnessed the past four years. If you're ready, here it goes. Banks are bad. Send us more money. There you go. That's everything you need to know about the CUNA GAC opening keynote. We don't charge you $495 to listen to this show, but what we do do is bring you people in the banking and credit union marketplace that are actually doing tangible Things And Michael and his team are absolutely doing that. Uh, My parents were born in Fall River, Massachusetts. I love New England. I love the Connecticut River Valley. So anytime we can go up to Connecticut and connect with the great professional banking folks up there, I'm always happy to do it. So after the break, that's what we're going to do on this throwback live version of the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand – was a band. Would you leave the audience wanting more? I'm going to add the Mortgage Markets QSO website into the episode description. I want you to go there and check out some of those testimonials from their clients. They are definitely leaving their audience wanting more. We're going to find out from Michael how they're doing it, and we're going to do it all right after this. quality information without the rubber chicken dinner and without the expense report. This is the Power of Performance Podcast. And have some fun. Actually, Jason Dias, that weird 
Portuguese spelling of that last name. No big deal. Hey, listen, first, Michael, tell us about your career in banking. Yeah. Well, thanks. And, and Jason, thanks for having me on. It's really a pleasure to be on this uh, with you today. And um, I couldn't be more excited to talk a little bit about it. So I started actually back in the day in the auto finance world as a credit analyst for American Honda in Toyota Financial Services. Um, hmm. After that, I took a job, yeah, at, at a regional bank here in Connecticut. At the time, it was named Sovereign Bank, since bought out oh, by Very Dan familiar Peter. with it. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I worked in the same capacity. As we say in the industry, on the credit desk, working in the indirect <laughs> lending space. Yeah, for, for many, right. many years. I then had an opportunity to take a position with a QSO, and I'm like, what is, what is a credit union? What's a QSO? They were based out of <laughs> California, called CU Direct Corporation. And CU oh, yeah. Direct Corporation yeah, had some subsidiaries, I know you're familiar with it, named Cuddle. And they actually at the time helped connect auto dealerships and credit unions. And for my career, I thought it would be a really unique position since I wanted to learn and grow. And I really didn't know much about credit unions at the time. So my time at CU Direct, I really engulfed myself with the credit union space. And I became the regional director of credit union sales for the Northeast working with credit unions of all asset sizes, helping them come up with technology and lending solutions to help grow their respective lending portfolios. So I was at CUNA Management School in Wisconsin. I get a phone call from American Eagle Financial Credit Union in Connecticut. They are the largest credit union, about over $2 billion in assets. And they say, Michael, we want you to be the VP of consumer lending here at the credit union. Wow. And I thought it was a great, yeah, I thought it was a great challenge and great opportunity. I took that job in 2013. I oversaw indirect lending, direct lending, credit card lending, personal loans, student loans, underwriting, processing, collections, and a sales call center. And it really helped me learn, especially more on the back end, right, in the credit union space, working in the nuts and bolts. It's one thing to be on the sales side, Jason, but then when you're back in the credit union, it's a whole different world. Um, I spent four years there. Yeah, I spent four years there, and I I loved it. You know, locally in the Connecticut area, the president of a local mortgage QSO was retiring, and the CEO and the board uh, knew about me and my passion, as you'll learn a little bit about me, and they wanted me to replace him. And I thought it was a great opportunity for me to get in the mortgage space and to run a QSO. So in between taking that position at the QSO where I'm at today, I actually did some management consulting with the Credit Union uh, Association out of New York, working with large, large credit unions on Long Island, up to $8 billion, and some small ones, kind of like a CU Direct Corporation. I helped them develop streamlined lending programs. And that's where I'm at today. I'm the president of Mortgage Markets QSO. We are wholly owned by Finex Credit Union. I also mm-hmm. take on the role of Chief Operating Officer, and I've been here three years, and um, it's going awesome, and, and I couldn't be more excited. It is going awesome, and I love that. You know, when I went to CUNA Management School, uh, they asked me never to come back to Madison, Wisconsin, and so I'm glad you had a better experience bacon. up there. Uh, yeah. Bacon. That's all I heard, James. Yeah. It was bacon, bacon, yeah. bacon. Yeah. <laughs> When you when you uh, when you decided to jump into the mortgage market QSO, something that jumped out at me when I looked at the website was something that yeah. I thought was very very true. You're right. When you watch TV today, when you watch NFL football games, 
It's all about you can get your mortgage in 15 nanoseconds, and we all know that's not true. Buying a home is one of the most personal things you'll ever do, and it sounds like you guys are finding the right balance between technology and talking to people and that personal connection. Tell us about that balance that you guys are striking. One of the things I really like about you is you're very candid to credit unions, right, in the credit union space. And so am oh, I. Yeah. And this is where, yeah, and this is where I want credit unions to really listen, and I get very passionate about it. The personal experience in the mortgage world is what the consumer expects today. An example True that. You go online. You go online to one of the fintechs, LendingTree, um, Rocket Mortgage. You're not filling out an application. You know what you're doing? You're filling out a short, very short interactive, right, with the bubbles, um, maybe minute questionnaire. You're checking mm-hmm. off a box that you're saying, okay, I want emails and phone calls. And you know what happens? Your phone, call, your phone lights up, and a loan officer will call you. They will personally put you in a custom product that would best suit your needs, and then you do the application with them, right, usually over the phone, and then they would get you a pre-approval letter instantaneously let's go to credit union world what do the majority of credit unions do they have a link on their website apply here it's an outdated it's an antiquated application you don't spill out a short form and many many times credit union consumers especially on a purchase purchase they're confused they don't understand Mm -hmm. and they stop the application and then you know what they're doing jason they're going to the web they're Googling mortgage, and they're then engaging with the fintechs who, because of that personal experience, are holding the credit union member's hand and putting them in their own mortgage products. Credit unions need to understand this, and they need to know that we live in a world where digital technology, that Amazon experience, especially in the mortgage world, is what the consumer expects today. Right. No, you don't want the you – know, I bought my first home in 2000, which really predated any of this stuff. And so you're absolutely right. I got to tell you, I was so impressed when I was looking at the comments from your clients. It really seems like you guys have figured out how to do this the right way. If if there's a credit union out there that's looking for some kind of assistance with this, uh, what's a great reason for them to contact you guys? Yeah, uh you know, we, we, we take that fintech experience in credit union space, Jason, where, as an example, we have that interactive flexibility where the consumer does not just have to fill out an application. We give the credit right. union the option, right? We give the credit union to say, hey, you want to kick some tires? You want to talk to a consultant? Fill out our interactive form where then what happens is a loan officer will send a customized email, Right a customized text message, and then engage and set up a consultation before they apply. We also give credit unions the option to say, okay, if you want to fill out an application, we've engaged with the fintechs, not the old outdated right, legacy systems out there with these applications where it's a quick, seamless application. It's because I feel of that experience alone why credit unions in this space in Connecticut have resonated with us, you know, specifically their members, because that's what they want. That's what they're expecting right. today. They, right? They, they see that on Amazon. They see the, the fintechs. 
and when they work with local credit unions and it's slow and outdated, listen, I tell my staff this, Jason, when someone wants a mortgage, they're excited. This is a big deal. Yes. They need to it talk to somebody, deal. right? I mean, they, they're like, oh, my God, I'm buying a house. And if you're just putting a link on your website to fill out an app, yeah, it's not going to work. So no, um, I, I'll tell credit unions, yeah, right, credit unions nationally, we get that, we understand that, and we hold your member's hand throughout the entire experience from application to processing to underwriting. We send text message alerts. We send email reminders. We let them know when we've received documents. It's that personal touch that I think sets us apart for anyone else in the credit union space. It really seems to be a yeah. big part of your culture. I said in the first episode earlier this yeah. year that, you know, everybody was talking about what COVID-19 had done to the marketplace. And I said, you know, it's compressed 10 years of inevitable changes into one year, the year of 2020. But there were also cool. some things that never changed. And I believe, especially buying a house, when I talked about the power of locality, that that's something that hasn't changed in America since, you know, we were fighting King Philip's War back in the 1600s in the Connecticut yeah. River Valley. Locality meant everything. And so it sounds like you guys have really found a great niche there. And I wanted to ask you about that. Is that something that you guys are able to to, to really take advantage of, that you are that local mortgage expert for the credit unit? Because people they don't want to talk to a mortgage officer that's located in Indonesia or Santa Ana, California, do they? Yeah, when you it, – it's, it's a great point. When It's all about um, how – when you connect with a the consumer, they want to know you're reliable and kind of know what you're talking about. And at least in the Connecticut marketplace, um, when the consumer connects with our loan officers and they can specifically talk about – the region, you know, Massachusetts, Connecticut, um, New York, New Jersey, and they know the area, um, it brings so much more credibility. Um, Connecticut, yeah. at least in our area, um, had one of the top um, mortgage lending years it's ever had due to COVID because so many people moved out wow. of New York, right? Yeah. And they yep. came to Connecticut and it was really a record year for Connecticut. And we capitalized on that. But to your point, it was because of our loan officers engaging with the consumer and the trust factor with COVID was such a big deal. We're here to help you. We're here to put you in the right product. We understand it's a difficult time. It's not just like one of these other loan companies out there that just want to make money, right? And, and bump your rate. We actually, as a credit union service organization, our job is simple is to work on the behalf of the credit union and the credit union member and put them in the right products and gain their trust as we're doing it. So it's a great point that you bring up. Yeah. Well, listen, let's look at the future a little bit. What's next for Mortgage Markets QSO as we get into the year that is 2021? Yeah, I, I, I'm excited, Jason. Um, Finex Credit Union, they wholly own us, um, but we are actually going multi-state. We're bringing our QSO outside mm. of Connecticut. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm going right. Texas. Um, here we go. Um, we Listen, I know as, as we get into and we're licensed now in many, many other states outside of Connecticut, we want to bring this fintech technology and streamline process to help other credit unions. We want to help them reinvent the digital mortgage space because I, I feel as passionate about this topic as ever. If credit unions, and how many people say this, right? I'm not the only one that probably gets on your show 
or talks at the GAC. You need to get with the fintechs. Enough. You have to embrace that your consumer is going other places if you don't change. And the way we do it, right, the personalized experience, I know credit unions nationally would be surprised and excited when they see how we're so different than anyone else. So our future is bright. I couldn't be more excited to show credit unions how we do things, as you mentioned, differently. And they can visit our website um, to take a look at the many, many testimonials that we have from consumers and credit unions to see how happy they are with our services. Now, we're visiting with Michael Ferrari. He is the president of Mortgage Markets CUSO, and uh, we're talking about the gigantic chasm between talking <laughs> about things and doing things. That has been my number one issue with fintechs. You scroll through the LinkedIn feed, and I get the sense that all fintechs ever do is talk about fintech, but they don't do tangible things. So I think it's great that you guys are looking at expanding, that you're, that you're moving forward. I think that's great. There is a tremendous population, population shift going on in the country. Like you said, people moving out of New York to Connecticut, the beautiful state sure. of Connecticut, which we always talk about on this show. History is you can change with it or you can get changed by it. You guys are obviously evolving with it, and I think that's great. We'd love to end the interview, however, with just some fun questions that aren't necessarily banking-related. I want sure. to ask you, I've been asking people this a lot. In Last year, we were all spending more time at home, watching more you know, streaming services than ever. Was there a show or a movie or a series that you discovered last year maybe on one of the streaming services that you would not have maybe seen had it not been for COVID-19? Boy, that's a great, great question. Um, my girlfriend and I, Julie, were, were holed up during COVID. Many times I'm working at night. Um, and to be very honest with you, we got attached to American Horror Story. And oh, um, we started, right? Yeah, I never knew of this show. I never watched <laughs> any of them. I didn't even know FX existed, but I just got completely hooked on every episode and, and thought it was a very unique and out-of-the-box show. And, of course, like everyone else, um, The Queen's Gambit was something that we were fascinated with, and now I think I'm a professional chess player um, every single day from watching that, too. So um, You are the I, third person. You are the third person to tell me about the Queen's Gambit. I keep saying I'm going to spend my Friday afternoon watching it, and I haven't yet. I've got to put that on my list. Yeah, I, I have not watched American Horror Story. I've been intrigued by it because I was just talking yeah. about this the other day. The last show that I had to watch before TiVo became commonplace in the American living room was an FX classic called The Shield. I loved that show. Oh. It's on Hulu now oh, yeah. streaming. And so I, I may have to check out American Horror Story because I really feel like I've watched everything. I said last week that I pay Netflix $18 a month to watch the same shows over and over again, so I always appreciate that. Uh, let's turn back yeah. to Wayback Machine a little bit more, Michael. What yeah. was your first musical concert? Oh, you ready? Millie <laughs> <I'm> Vanilli. <ready. laughs> Millie, 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 Millie. Oh 
no. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. Oh, man. We have to give the millennials a chance to look these guys up. Girl, you know it's true. I'm not singing this song, Millie Vanilli. I worked at the <laughs> hospital after at the, at a hospital after I was out of the Army. And one of our uh, – we called them secretaries at the time, the admin assistant that worked on that particular ward, Two South – Loved Millie Vanilli. She was their biggest fan, and man, I've never seen somebody so crestfallen when they found out the the tragic oh. truth about Millie Vanilli minus one. Because of course, one of those guys went on to take his own life in a very tragic situation. So very tragic. Yeah, yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Millie Vanilli. That's yeah, I liked it. So it was a concert. <laughs> yeah, it was a real quickly. The concert was um, they opened for New Kids on the Block. Um, at the ah. time um, at Lake Compounds in Connecticut. And, um, yeah, I just thought I was Millie or Vanilli at the time. I'm telling you, I just loved it, man. I, I was like, oh, bring it on. You, well, you could be Millie. You could be Millie Vanilli in those days. All you had to do was look good and dance. You did not know how, you didn't know how to sing. You didn't sing because that was all made up. Somebody else was doing the singing. Wow. You, um, folks, yeah. Michael Ferraro has made the Power Performance Podcast history today by being the first person ever to mention Millie Vanilli. That is great stuff. Hey, listen, folks, um, I'm going to add the, the website there into the episode description. You can find Michael out on LinkedIn. He's real. That's his real voice. There's not somebody in the background pretending to nope. be Michael. He's very, very real. And then finally, I know you mentioned that you work for Credit Union Direct Lending. Uh, credit unions, yep. they, bought, they lend a lot of money on cars. Okay, what was your first car? Boy, oh, boy, um, a station wagon. Um, my mom and nice. dad bought me one of those big boat station wagons. Nice. Let me tell you, man, I thought I was the pazizzle driving around in that thing in Springfield, <laughs> Massachusetts, where I grew up. And um, it was it was sexy, Jason. It really was. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, my parents had a station wagon, too. And uh, since it's a family-friendly show, I will not talk about why that can be so advantageous in high school. However, <laughs> yes, I, I too, have driven around in the wood-paneled station wagon with the AM-FM jam rolling in the background. Hey, Michael, thank you so very kindly. We want to wish you and your team the very, very best as you go forward. Again, folks, the website's right there in the episode description. Uh, Get a hold of Michael on LinkedIn. And, Michael, thank you so very, very kindly for joining us on the Power Performance Podcast. Jason, it's been my pleasure. I hope you have a great weekend, and I hope to do it again soon. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Michael Flores. (laughs) Millie Vanilli. Man, I'm going to have to bust out my white suit here sooner or later. Thankfully, this is an all-audio podcast, and there will be no video of that. Hey, listen, folks. What Michael said is absolutely right. Uh, history is the clock is ticking you do not need to read another article attend another conference session uh, read another LinkedIn post about digital growth if your brand isn't growing and didn't grow digitally during COVID-19 then it's not going to all right you really need to get a hold of Michael and his team because my friends the clock is Ticking. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand 
were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? I wish I had a Milli Vanilli bump to play to get out of here, but like I said, we're doing a live show today. And so anyway, until next we speak, we will talk to you all next week. Take care. The, 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 that's all, folks. Thank <laughs> you.